Every morning, you have two choices. Continue to sleep with your dreams or wake up and chase them. Welcome to the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, thank you. I'm glad you're here. You can subscribe on all your favorite social networks. That's Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or pretty much anywhere else podcasts are distributed. This show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. Every morning you have two choices. Continue to sleep with your dreams or wake up and chase them. Are we chasing our dreams? What does that even look like for you? I'm not really a big fan of binary thinking, traditionally. I think that all or nothing thinking can lead down a catastrophic load. Whoa, excuse me. Catastrophic road. (laughs) Apparently I've had enough coffee this morning. But I do think there's a lot of truth to this quote. And by the way, these quotes are selected by the community based upon the feedback I get on posts. I think there's a tremendous amount of truth to the fact that every morning we do get to choose two routes or two paths on which to travel along our journey. And in a lot of ways, if we are going to do anything well or effectively, or if we want to actually accomplish a goal at the end of whatever it is we're trying to do. We need to know where we're going first. It can say, continue to sleep with your dreams. What are our dreams? Have we even stopped to think about what we, what we want to be, where we want to be, who we want to be? Because then the next part is, or wake up and chase them. But what am I chasing? Am I chasing anything? Do I even have a dream? Has my dream been absolutely crushed by the reality of life? You're not alone, by the way. I've had a lot of my dreams crushed by reality. Because reality, she is not a soft mistress. But reality is what it is. So sometimes we need to sit down and reevaluate our dreams or maybe set more realistic goals. And that's where the importance of this really comes into play, right? Have we sat down to really consider what it is and who it is we want to be? One of my favorite authors, Jordan Peterson, talks about this pretty frequently. He actually has a program called Self-Authoring. I have not done it yet. I listened to enough of Peterson to be able to sit down and work through my version of self-authoring. I'm not saying that I wouldn't find some benefit in going through his program, but I'm pretty cheap, so I just don't want to spend the money. And I feel like I have a general idea of where I want to be. But the 
point is not signing up for any program. The point is anybody can sit down and, and write out where they want to be in five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, 24 hours, a week, two weeks, four weeks, one month, three months, six months, 12 months, two years, four, 10, 20. At the end of your life, it absolutely amazes how much we avoid this topic. Nobody likes to think about the end. Nobody even likes to think about where they might be. Because if we set up some kind of objective, we might not get there. And that's terrifying. What if we don't get it? What if we don't accomplish it? What if we don't hit the goal? I do talk about a lot of the times in the show what success and failure look like in reality. I don't know if you've seen the side-by-side picture. You can Google it, like path to success. And one of them says what people think success looks like. And that shows just a straight line from starting to success. And then on the right-hand side, it says what success actually looks like. And it shows this really curvy and messed up path of going to the right, hitting a failure, going to the left, hitting a failure, going to the right, hitting a failure, going to the left, hitting a failure. And it just keeps doing that until eventually it leads to success. And and a lot of people do not fully grasp the sheer amount of failure that needs to take place before we can be successful. It is arguably an essential component of our path. We need to adjust our mindset to embrace failure rather than fear it. Have you stopped to consider that suffering and failure are actually the purpose of the chase? That every time something knocks you back and you get back up, you get stronger? Did you know that the human body becomes stronger through destruction? And I mean this in an exercise sense, not self-destruction in terms of drugs or alcohol. I mean, in the, if you actually research how muscle is built, it is built by destroying muscle tissue and having your body rebuild it stronger than it was before. Even in our muscles, death and resurrection are an essential component for strength. If you're not a Christian or religious, you have to appreciate the fact that the center point of Christian thinking and of Christ's life was his death and resurrection. A lot of what he taught was, in order to live, we must die first. And I don't think this means, obviously, I don't think that he means that in a literal sense. Life is a long series of Deaths and resurrections. Walking into pain and suffering, which as far as I understand it, the disciples finally grasped, which were his closest followers. Paul, to an amazing degree, this guy's life was incredible. Guy went from murderer to disciple to literally sought out suffering because he he started to grasp the concept that through suffering, we build strength. And again, I'm not trying to be religious. I'm just saying that these characters 
they they are popular and significant in Christian thinking for a reason. Just like our muscles have to be destroyed in order to be rebuilt, we too have to suffer failures so that we can rebuild ourselves through those failures, overcome them, and become stronger people. And so this quote today is is really on point for that. You know, every morning we do have two choices. We can continue to sleep with our dreams. We can sit and say, you know what? We failed. I give up. Dream's never going to happen. I was being unrealistic anyway. I'll never get there. What's the point? We can do that. It's actually easy to do. It's the default condition. I get it. I've been there. And I still am there. Every morning when I wake up, even to do this podcast, it's... I have to suffer a death. Even though it's a miniature one, I have to let my sleeping in die. My desire for the extra few hours of sleep. Because I have to decide if where I want to be in a month or two months or five years, I have to decide if I'm willing to die now for that. Am I willing to suffer in the short term? Once you really stop to contemplate and think about all of reality, it is built on this. All successful reality. Again, not just from a financial aspect, although finances are a good example. What is saving? What is putting money in a savings account? It's making decisions today to sacrifice what we want right now in the immediate for later. That is a death. That is a form of death. Denying ourselves something we can have immediately is death. It is also something pretty unique to the human condition. Like we are capable of cognitively projecting into the future. We are able to... Say, no, I'm not going to do this right now. I'm not going to spend this money right now because I want to be in a better financial position in a year. Or I want to pay my bills off. I want to pay off my debt, whatever it might be. So I'm going to die today so that I can live better tomorrow. Obviously, you can take that to an extreme, which isn't healthy either. You do have to live to a point. But the point is, short-term suffering is essential. And we're not going to do it perfectly. So few of us grasp this concept because it is a very, very, very difficult concept to grasp because it is completely outside of our nature. And it is becoming more and more mainstream to live in the moment. One of the most frustrating quotes when I was growing up in high school and I used to hear other my peers say it all the time and it made my skin crawl is you only live once. And they would use it constantly as an excuse to make bad decisions. And it really drove me insane. You only live once. I I heard it all the time in high school. Well, you only live once. I'm going to have fun. 
And generally that preceded a really, really, really dumb thing. Dumb decision that they made. I never fully understood why it drove me insane until I really, really stopped to think about it. And then I finally drew the conclusion by the end of high school. I was like, yeah, you only live once. So why are you messing it up? Why use that as an excuse to make the wrong decisions? If you only live once, why not live well? Why not love other people well? Why not take care of yourself and others well? Like if we've, if YOLO. I get it. We all try to use these things as excuses to continue making bad decisions. And, I, and I'm guilty, of course, of it in, in the past. But that statement always drove me insane. It was like a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, okay, you only live once. So why don't you live well? I mean, if you're, if you're only going to live, if, if you're going to be making decisions on that principle, then make the right decisions. Make decisions that continue, that, that allow you to wake up and chase dreams. Make decisions that lead to building you up over time. Don't go down the path of self-destruction because you're going to die anyway. That's a pretty cynical and depressing lifestyle. Immortalize yourself. Live forever in the memories of others. Have you considered what people are going to think of you when you're gone? These are questions that not very many people think about, and that's totally fine, totally normal, I would say, because they're big questions. None of us like them. Very few of us even want to buy life insurance because we pretty much want to go on thinking we live forever. (laughs) Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out. Because you listen to this show, for a limited time, you get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right, for 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online anytime. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. So pause this podcast and head over to Audible, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing dot org, and sign up right now. So every morning we have two choices. We can continue to sleep with our dreams. We can continue to walk down the path of self-destruction. Or perhaps we're just wandering aimlessly with our head in the sky. We haven't actually sat down and decided what we want to be and where we want to be. 
Or we can wake up and chase our dreams. But in order to do that, we first need to define them. That may take time. Your dreams may also change and adjust depending on your current life situation, the stage or season of life you're in. I know my dreams have changed significantly. My dreams when I was younger, before I even had a wife, were significantly different than after I got married. And then they were significantly different again after I had kids. We can't hold on too tightly to a singular focus. Depending on how life plays out, we do need to occasionally revise what our end goals are and be willing to make that sacrifice, to die, even let our, our dreams die. I have a few dreams in particular that I've let die, and it's been devastating for me. I've had to go, th- go through all the stages of grief <laughs> for a lot of them, and I'm sure it's not the last of it. I'm sure there's plenty of revisions that are still going to take place. But we are creatures of vision. We need something to aim towards. Is it toward or towards? We need something to aim for. We need something where we can close our eyes and say, this is where I'm going. It it makes the current suffering that much more, well, it makes, oh yeah, okay, now I'll say it. It makes suffering in the current moment that much more tolerable. None of us like self-sacrifice. None of us like suffering. It's not fun. But if we have a vision of where we're heading, whether it's a diet, a financial situation, a job, just getting our, our a degree we're aiming for, um, sobriety, I'm just throwing out random ideas. Having that vision to hold on to when it gets tough when you're facing that temptation of just throwing your hands up and caving in anyway, the stronger our vision, the easier it is to endure existing suffering. Period. So we really need to stop and take the time to visualize this to the point of like literally closing your eyes and seeing yourself there. Otherwise, we won't. We will not endure. Are we going to be perfect? No. Remember, that road to success is carved with many, many failures. Miniature deaths. Remember, those miniature failures make us stronger on our road to success, to the path, to the dream we're chasing. so easy for me to say this but when you're in that thick of failure it does not it's so hard to have hope i've been there and then there's dreams that you've invested yourself in wholly and then they just all fall apart i've been there you're not alone i guess you just have to ask yourself is this going to make me or is it going to break me The more devastating your current life situation, the more heroic your story will be. The darker your existence is right now, the more your life has fallen apart, the more incredible your story has the potential of being. If you find a way through that darkness. Are you facing a darkness right now? Is it cancer? Is it the death of a loved one? 
Is it the death of a marriage, a relationship, a friend? Is it the death of a career, a business? Are you facing a death? First of all, you're not alone. And all things, no matter how devastating they seem, they have the potential of creating us into something so incredibly powerful or beautiful and beautiful that the world has never seen it. They've never seen you, that version of you who has overcome this death. And so you have a you have a decision to make. And it might be a decision you have to make every day or every moment for now. And as time passes, dealing with that death will hopefully get a little bit easier for you. Look to others. Find out how they found strength. There are thousands of books. Go to a church. There's thousands of people who have faced your situation or worse. And they found a way. This is arguably what life is all about. I've had people ask me regularly, why does suffering exist? And the more I contemplate that question, the more I truly believe that if there was no suffering, there would be no point in life. That's the paradox. Life is suffering, Highness. Anyone who tells you otherwise is trying to sell you something. Princess Bride. <clears throat> it's a hard, hard pill to swallow. But even Christ, who was the most prominent figure in history, I think part of the reason he is so despised is because he made that the central focus of his entire life. It was his death, his voluntary death. It was bad enough that we had to die. Here's a man who said, not only are we all going to die, but we should walk into death because that is the only way to life. I don't mean literal death, by the way. We walk into these miniature deaths so that we can die and be resurrected in them and come back stronger. That is not a fun message. That is a hard sell. <laughs> if the center of your religion is selling people on suffering and voluntary suffering... That's a hard sell. It would arguably actually take the hand of God in order to popularize that concept. Well, history has shown 
that to be true. Thank you for tuning into the Wisdom Worth Knowing live stream podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. This show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. Don't forget to subscribe on all your favorite social networks, YouTube, Facebook, Rumble. All of your likes, shares, and subscribe subscriptions do help the show grow. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And because we are on those three major networks, we should show up on a majority of all of the podcast apps. So make sure you look us up and subscribe if you can. If you don't see us on the app, please message me to let me know so I can find out what's going on there. Until next time, remember, every morning you have two choices. Continue to sleep with your dreams or wake up and chase them. So let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can today. Because honestly, that's all we can do. I'll see you all tomorrow.